into the contest. It's Friday the 14th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Chadwick here filling in for Tim Gilbert as, uh, as we did last, uh, well, yesterday. And I'm also joined by our co-host, Shane Lee. G'day, Shane. How are you, mate? I'm uh, I'm a little bit sore today. I, I walked into a glass door on, on the camping site last night. I didn't see it and walked straight into it and I've smashed my nose and I've got two black eyes. So I'm a little bit... So is this a glamping situation then? <laughs> like to have a glass door out and about when you're camping seems a bit strange. It's very much a glamping site, mate. But, uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, I spent... I spent I just spent half an hour in the HIA bin, and um, fortunately, to get some ice on my nose, there was some cold beers in that bin. So, um, I've, oh, lucky. I've recovered well. <laughs> what are you? What are you talking of? You like we're sporting black eyes? And... Yeah, yeah. I um, I walked straight into. I, I've done a job on my nose. It hasn't. I haven't broken it, but um, it's very, very sore. I've got a bit of a lump on the top of my nose, and I've got two sort of bit of blackness under my eyes. But um, you know, I feel like I'm playing State of Origin. Yeah, great, great. Done a couple <laughs> of rounds, maybe. That's it. That's it, mate. All good. Just getting trained up for your big bout against Paul Gallen later this year. I think that's... Yeah, well, he'll have the one with the black eyes, I reckon. <laughs> hey, uh, on today, we're going to be talking cricket, a bit of tennis as well, and uh, what I'm excited about, which is Super Wildcard Weekend for the NFL. We'll get into it all very soon on Afternoon Sport. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. All right, let's kick things off. The summer of cricket, the last uh, test for the Ashes kicks off today in Tasmania of all places. And uh, some news regarding Aussie. Usman Khawaja has uh, retained his spot, mate, and Harris has been dropped. We we predicted on afternoon sport that Harris may not last out the series, and um, mm. eventually we were right. Um, the other good news is Boland uh, passed a fitness test, so he looks like he'll play again. So that's good to see a guy that's taken eight wickets and seven wickets, so 15 wickets in, in two test matches will stay in the team. But uh, Harris, after only scoring 179 runs at 29.83, a um, high score of 79 at the MCG, uh, is no longer in the team. And um, the I think he'll, he'll struggle to, to get back in that team eventually. Yeah, I was going to say, so you don't think we will prob- probably won't see him coming back? No, I don't think so. And, and I think uh, whilst we've had a, a fantastic series win here in Australia, I think this uh, the two of the subcontinents, uh, Pakistan and India, will sort the, the, the men from the mice and we'll see quite a few changes. The, the players in the team at the moment are performing well, but uh, playing on the, in those subcontinent conditions is really, really tough. And why is that? Why does that make that different? Oh, it's just so different, mate. The, the wicket doesn't bounce as much, so it's hard for the bowlers to get the ball above the knee roll right. uh, when they bowl. Therefore, it's hard to get edges. Um, and their batsmen are so good at, at playing in those conditions. And then you throw on top of that, their spinners will be really, really hard to face over there. So there'll be a lot of men around the bat for the batsmen and... 
you know, we, we won't be able to hit the ball square of the wicket a lot. So it'll be tough for our batsmen over there as well. Well, Khawaja made it hard to kind of drop him as well when he does, uh, you know, two centuries in the in the test. Uh, you've well, got to kind of give him a go. He's going to be the opener, yeah? Yeah, he'll, he'll open the batting. And I think that, that'll suit him well. Um, he likes the ball coming onto the bat. But once again, he's always had a question mark over how he plays spinners. So if he can play well in the subcontinent, he'll, he'll, he can play for another three or four years in that Australian team and, and end up with a really, really um, you know, 80 to a 90 test match career. So yeah, fingers crossed he can do that. But, um, mate, when Paul Kelly writes a song about you, you've got to go on tour, don't you? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, we'll go to the domestic cricket. The Sydney Thunder left in ruins by Hobart Hurricanes. Yes, mate. And um, it was it all came down to uh, – well, they, they were cruising um, the Sydney Thunder. They've had six wins in a row. Um, but it was uh, it was Meredith who, who took three for 29, basically took three quick wickets and turned the whole game around. That leads now into the Sydney Thunder take on the Sydney Sixers, the local derby, this Saturday. So tomorrow, that'll be a big match. So uh, people who love their BBL, make sure you watch that game because the Thunder are in form and the Sixers are probably the team to beat. So that, that should be a really, really good game to watch. Not bad at all. And uh, turning our mm. attention to NRL, I wish it was going to be a positive chat. But the West Tigers were looking to... <laughs> Really try and turn things around this year and be somewhat competitive and less controversial. Not off to a good start. No, West Tigers star Zane Musgrove. Well, he he's um, he's been pulled over. He was uh, had no license. He was a P player. He was speeding. The good news is that uh, because he had no license, he hasn't lost any points. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, silver lining everywhere, isn't it? Silver lining everywhere. But, uh, <laughs> but once again, uh, the NRL in in the, the news headlines for the wrong reasons. Well, let's do one that's, uh, I mean, they won't be too happy about the news story, but at least it's not controversial. Um, the NRL could be losing pretty big star from out of Melbourne, uh, Asafa Solomona. Looking like he might make a jump over to Japanese Union, which a lot of people are seemingly doing right now. The money's good in Japan. There's a lot of ex-Wallabies coaches over there. I think we've got two or three over there coaching teams. They are, mate. The Japanese are throwing a lot of money at, at their rugby. Uh, he's off to the, the Panasonic Wild Knights. Um, but look, not only is he a huge star, he's a two-time premiership player, but he's two metres tall, 130 kegs. He's a big, big boy, and... Um, He'll he'll be a very 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 good uh, rugby union player as well. He's got the he's got the build for it, and um, particularly over in Japan, they're, they're generally not as big, but they're uh, they're fast. But um, yeah, he's got the ball skills as well. This guy, and uh, it's it's a really really good signing for them. Yeah, mate, go make your money. Apparently, uh, he's been a bit frozen out when it comes to the storm, but I think the storm have got. Um, I mean. I think the Storm are trying to live that idea of, like, you don't rebuild, you reload. Yeah. So I reckon there'll be a few people that will shed from the Storm and we'll probably see some pretty exciting stars come up through that system over the next year or two. Oh, 100%, mate. And um, and the Storm, under Bellamy, mate, he knows what he's doing. He knows when to, to pick and choose and, and, and to reload, as you said, and uh, he'll do a good job. He's he's a, a lifetime coach. There's not many guys you can say that about. And... Um, he just knows when to when to hold them, when to fold them, mate. Mate, we'll have to see how they go for next year. You've predicted a big drop off for the Storm next year. I'm not in that camp. No, I I think the Storm will come off because they are they are folding on a few, as we said. Um, and I just think that the the real ball players uh, around the ruck, uh, 
they're going to be missing those this, next year. But um, as I said, under Bellamy, they won't be um, out of the picture for too long. No, nah, mate, I'm telling you, they still. I reckon top six. Okay, there you go. Top six storm. What a prediction! <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's look into the boxing world because, and this might be disappointing mm. to some people. Sonny Bill Williams' new fight has been locked in for March, but it's not against who we wanted it against. No, it's not against Gallon. It's against Barry Hall, who I think was a superstar AFL player and a really hard man. I think both of these guys are taking this fight seriously. Uh, Sonny Bill is fighting with uh, Tyson Fury, so he's going into camp, and he said basically this is the last chapter of his sporting career, and he's 100% focusing on boxing. Um, saying that, I just think Barry Hall, he wasn't really really ready for that, that first fight that he had. Um, I think he's going to train super hard, and I think he'll win. You reckon he'll win? I think he will, mate. And I know Sonny Bill is a supreme athlete and is a lot younger, but I just think Barry Hall is a hard man. That bout is going to be on March 23rd, if you want to mark it down your calendars. There you go. Uh, hey, stay tuned with Afternoon Sport because coming up next, we've got to talk a bit of tennis coming up very soon. Sit to pass has weighed in on the Djokovic situation. We've got NBL, NBA, and, of course, big weekend for the NFL. Summer of Tennis kicks off next week. The Aussie Open is actually here. I'm excited to get down there, actually. It's going to be pretty good going down. Got some tickets to Margaret Court. But uh, Sitsipas is the latest starter weigh in on the uh, vaccination border situation when it comes to Novak Djokovic. Yeah, it's, uh, this is the story that keeps on giving. Sitsipas, uh, the world number four, has weighed in and said, you know, he's make, Djokovic is making us all look like fools. So... Um, that there'll be no love lost when they when they play each other. Well, this goes back. Sissipas took on the Joker at the French Open and lost the final only last year. So there's no love lost there. But um, yeah, all players speaking out, mate, and having their say on the Joker. It sort of plays into his hands a bit, doesn't it, the Joker? He's, he knows that everyone's annoyed and and he'll use that to his advantage. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like Sissipas's point about you know. 98% or something was the stat mark that they said for mm. the ATP tournaments. And he's like, there seems to be one rule for us and there's another rule when it comes to Novak and a couple other players, which makes it even more controversial when I'm not sure if he still is, but he was at least the head of the Players Association. Yeah, he was. And um, and look, I can feel for the players here because everyone has to follow the rules. Not everyone likes to follow the rules on tour. And there's, there's a lot of things you have to do as a professional athlete to abide by those rules. And um, and clearly, uh, it, it just appears that the Joker wants to manipulate and, and sort of skate around the edges and do everything he can to run his own race. And let's be fair, if this guy doesn't get deported, which I don't think he will. I don't think anyone's going to be kicking him out um, of the country he's going to play. It's just glaringly obvious that the tennis world, the like TA, Melbourne government as Mm. well, I wouldn't put it past, they want this guy to play. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean, no matter matter how you want to cut it or who you want to push the blame to, we said this a month ago, nothing was going to stop this guy the world number one from coming and trying to break a record, which is the Grand Slam title and the Australian Open, most like most Aussie Opens, like they were never yeah. going to let that fall through the cracks. Now there's been a lot of circus, but I think we all knew what the end game was going to be. You know, that's it. And and I think imagine the TV ratings if it's an Adal 
uh, mm. Joker final, and Nadal wins the, in a tiebreaker in the last set. Oh, the, the atmosphere stadium, as well. The, the, the roof would lift off the stadium, that's for sure. Mate, I tell you, I mean, I, I'd like to think I'd have enough respect to not boo if I get to see him when I go down there, but it'll be hard to <laughs> hold <on> back. <laughs> You'll have a microphone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, one person who I definitely have no time for whatsoever, and I reckon this will become even more controversial. Bernard Tomic has tested positive for COVID after being smashed in the open qualifying. He played played awful. He was complaining yep. on the sideline with his shirt mm. off, saying, I've probably got COVID. Now, when I saw that, I saw that as, you definitely have it, and I reckon you played knowing that you have it. This is controversial, yeah. but I reckon he knew that he was feeling crook before this game, and he didn't do what one guy who we usually say is very mature, Nick Kyrgios did, which was withdrew because he had symptoms. <laughs> Bernard Tomic is an absolute flog. He's a flog, isn't he? And, um, <laughs> and look, finally he got something right. He, he predicted that he had COVID, and yes, he did. So uh, <laughs> yeah, You can't predict where a serve's going, unfortunately. No, well, he, he's the type of guy that probably, after he lost that match, went into a hospital and started kissing people with COVID, so yeah. he could had an excuse because he lost. But um, anyway, An awful that's human. I'm just, yep. just going to put that out there. I'm going to completely <laughs> smash that bloke. Let's go to something more positive, which is exciting. Now, you know this, mate. I usually chat with you guys on a Friday about US sport. Mm. The NFL, I'm a massive tragic Cowboys fan all the way. They're in the playoffs. They'll probably lose because they're supposed to win. That's just been our story this season. But <laughs> um, the, uh, the Super Wildcard weekend kicks off this week, and it might be, seem weird to some NFL fans because um, usually it's a week earlier. The NFL extended the season. We've got yep. one hell of a like, big weekend last weekend. It was controversy everywhere. Teams that should have won lost and brought in some other teams that shouldn't be in the finals are in. Exciting mm-hmm. weekend ahead, mate. Um, I'll tell you the two front runners if you like, and we can see what your feeling is. Yeah, come on. Yeah, please. I, I want your predictions, mate. What, what have we got? Look, top of the pack is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. These okay. guys have been playing unbelievable all year. Aaron Rodgers could become uh, back-to-back MVP. It's pretty much, a, I think, in my view, it's a race between him and um, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That'll get the bigger. Either way, it'll be a huge story. Either back-to-back MVPs for Aaron Rodgers after his team drafted a what everyone thought was going to be his replacement last year. He goes and turns it on and he goes two MVPs. Yep. Uh, they're top of the top of the list. They've been looking almost unbeatable over especially over the last few weeks the way they've been playing. The Bucks have got a lot of injuries with Tom Brady. They're yep. up against the Eagles probably if you looked at the matchups on the NFC side that's probably the easiest game going ahead. Um, but the Philadelphia Eagles have beaten Brady twice. They have. When it comes to um, big games, one in the season and one, of course, of course, is the Super Bowl. So that'll be an interesting one to see happen, but very different teams to the last time they face each other. Shadow, are, we, are we finally seeing Brady come off a bit? Like, it's, it's hard uh, to say. I know he keeps winning every year, but, like, is he finally coming off? Is no. that gloss just gone, okay, he's not? I'm going to tell you 100% no. And you know why? Because Tom Brady has passed for over 5,000 yards this season. Right. He's also thrown for the most... Uh, he's thrown for the most touchdowns this season. Right. He has a top two or three passer rating this season. Um, <laughs> in fact, his coach, Bruce Arian, said if Tom Brady doesn't win the MVP, that would be an absolute travesty. 13-4 uh, and four record with the Bucks is a big one. Um, 13-4. Yep, then the number two seed, 485 of 719 passes for 5,316 yards, 43 touchdowns, all NFL tops for the year. He's got all of that. 
He also broke the NFL's single season completion record. I mean, what more do you want from this man? <laughs> you know what I should do? Just I should just talk about cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think if I was going to make a bold prediction, uh, if I was going to say which of the front runners should win it, yep, it might make, change people's minds. But I think Kansas City Chiefs are actually hitting their stride at the right time. Okay. In the AFC, I think them and the Bills uh, would probably be my two top ones to beat. Uh, probably a Bucks or um, Brady final. If I was going to choose a dark horse, Cincinnati Bengals. There you go. So right. keep an eye on that. Joe Burrow, second year, he's played unbelievably, um, breaking records of his own. It's going to be a really good weekend. And the beauty of this one is for NFL fans is you can watch it on a Sunday because they're Saturday games. Yes. So Beautiful. Yeah, get uh, get parked into the lounge room. Anyway, I'm stunned fangirling about the NFL. Let's look at the <laughs> let's look at basketball now. Sydney Kings have uh, got an injured star, which is not how you want to be going this time of the season. No, RJ Hunter, mate, is injured uh, for the Kings. Um, they had a loss to the Illawarra Hawks. Uh, um, 97 to 89, and uh, it was very, very obvious when uh, RJ Hunter came off with an injured knee, uh, the Hawks got eight um, unanswered points straight away, and, uh, yeah, they, they just dominated once they lost the big fella from the middle. Mate, it's too tight of a uh, competition in the NBL to be losing your stars like that. It's going to be tough. Um, over yep. in the NBA, Joe Ingles, we usually talk about awesome things that the Aussies have been doing over there, but he's been ejected, which puts him in the top three most ejected guys for the season. Yeah, Josh Ingles ejected <laughs> during a Utah Jazz versus the Cleveland Cavaliers match, and um, um, yeah, this is the third time this season um, he's been ejected. Mate, not only was ejected from the game due to fouls, he was ejected before halftime. <laughs> so yeah, he's, crazy. He's like, he's like a crazy driver on the road. He's losing points. Uh, right, two technicals. He plays yep. with intensity, though, but it's not a um, it's not a good company you want to be in. Uh, no. Him and Russell Westbrook Whoa. are two of the highest ejected players <laughs> in the season so far. I know it's only three, but off technicals is not what you want. Now, um, before we get out of here, we do want to get a war story that we missed yesterday. Um, Mm. Um, you know, you guys play cricket. You want to do it your whole t- whole life. But you uh, believe there's one former player who may be in the wrong industry. Definitely, mate. A guy called Jason Crazier, who was an off-spinner, um, he took 12 wickets on debut for Australia in a test match um, against India. Um, I was his New South Wales captain at a young age. And, um, look, the guy, and I don't know how to say this nicely, but uh, when he first came into the shower... I thought he was carrying a cricket bat. <laughs> oh, wow. Very, very uh, Anyway, so I had to give him a review at the end of the first year and how he was going as an off-spinner, and I just basically said, mate, you should go to Hollywood and make uh, porn movies because <laughs> you're definitely the wrong history with that thing. I, yeah. Mate, you've got to be careful sending those rumours out, mate. He's going to be disappointing people left, right and centre now. Mate, no, it's, uh, this thing had the same tax file number, I'll tell you. It was huge. <laughs> All right, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen. Tim will be back on Monday full strength again. So a big thank you before we go for our sponsors. Yeah, thanks. And thanks, Chad, for your time once again, mate. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Main Haircare, M-A-N-E, MainHaircare.com. We'll see you on Monday. We will do, guys. Have a great weekend. Take care. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.